Hello, I'm Dudley Anderson. Welcome to The Reality. Ever watched a dramatic action thriller on television or the big screen and wondered how they do it? How do those amazing stunt doubles jump off buildings, smash up fast cars and fall down steps? They seem to seamlessly make every movie star appear to be a superhero falling about while the actor sits back and watches the action of the cup of tea in hand. These stunt doubles play their part on the movie set standing in for the actor so that he or she does not need to endure the consequences of every fall. Today in the reality, we meet Linda van der Berg, a professional stunt woman who's discovered the reality of God's love and grace in a very meaningful way. And I just cried out to the Lord um, and I said, if there's a God, please, why won't you help me? Won't you help me? And then I opened um, a Bible that was just, and this scripture just came out and spoke to me. And we find out about how Jesus acted on our behalf when he doubled up for each one of us at Calvary. Linda had a less than happy childhood and early adulthood. She's a stunt woman who has the most remarkable story to tell about how she found the reality of the fact that Christ was her intercessor, interceding on her behalf and healing her of a very hurting heart. I was born into a Christian household, but um, there was so much um, affliction and um, attack um, in my family that... um, Although I had a relationship with God, um, it wasn't a particularly spirit-filled one. Um, and so, I, you know, I prayed to the Lord, um, but I really had a lot of struggles. So I kind of left the Lord when I was 18, and I spent sort of seven years in darkness, and I really just um, hit rock bottom and got into drugs and alcohol and um, really had an awful time, had eating disorders self-harming you name it (laughs) um um, i had various suicide attempts and i was just at my wits end and i was just about to kill myself one more time try and uh, (laughs) and i just cried out to the lord um and i said if there's a god please why won't you help me won't you help me and then i opened um a bible that was just and this scripture just came out and spoke to me and i just felt this peace and um, and I just knew that, you know, God had chosen me. It was from Isaiah. Mm. Um, and it basically just said, you know, I've I've not let you go. I've chosen you and I love you and I will not forsake you. And I, and that was it. That was the starting point. I mean, the last seven years has been just releasing me from my bondage, just releasing me to freedom so I can really, you know, minister mm. to what he's called me to really. Why did you have those experiences? Why did you try and attempt suicide? Uh, well, um, my childhood was quite difficult. My mum was not was not very well. And my father, he had all kinds of problems. He was really attacked and he struggled with um, alcohol and also his own sexuality. Um, um, I was also abused by a, um, a babysitter. And, um, you know, and then... Um, at sort of 16, my parents decided that they should move back um, to South Africa, um, and my mum um, had struck up a relationship with a man in um, in London, England. Um, so um, when we finally all got to South Africa, they decided to split, and my mum um, went back to her, uh, her gentleman friend, um, 
and um, but she took my brother but she didn't feel um, she was able to take me so I was left in South Africa with my dad and he um, was then quite free to express himself his sexuality um, and um, really I was in a country with no friends and really no no one that I felt I could turn to and just coming home to an empty house or my father had parties and and things like that and just led to you know low self-esteem I felt rejected I tried to go back to England to be with my mum but she felt she couldn't have me so um, again mm. I was rejected and sent back to South Africa and I ended up staying with my grandparents um, until my mum came to get me because my father was going to make me a ward of court mm. Um, and then, yeah, I came back, but I had to find my own accommodation because my mum still felt that I would jeopardise the relationship. Yeah, it was just tough, and that just led me into... I just felt no one loved me. I hated myself, you know. I just believed all the lies that mm. Satan was telling me, that I was worthless, I was unworthy of life, mm. everyone hated me. Um, and it just led to, you know, drug problems, mm. alcohol problems, smoking. Um, I had some nice experiences with partners um sort of physical abuse and mental abuse um and it just you know i then got an developed anorexia and bulimia um and yeah mm. <laughs> just really had a really rough time and that's why i kept doing all mm. these destructive things um until the lord so how did the lord where did he come into the story the lord has done a phenomenal thing he is He's healed my heart of um, all hardness. He's healed the hatred that I had for my parents, which I didn't think I... I just said to the Lord, I just... I can't... I did it initially because it commands you to honour your parents. And I said to Jesus, I said, Jesus, I can't do this. And he did it supernaturally. Yeah, And he's just... He's healed everything. I'm getting whole, whole day by day. Mm. Um and he's just he sh revealed himself to me because for for years i struggled with this fatherlessness and, a, and an orphan spirit and he's shown me his father father side he's shown me his friend's side he's shown me his husband's side um and he's shown me he's fulfilled every need i had in my life in such a powerful way in my heart as well i had judgments and stuff and he enabled me to see that you know that's not where his grace is remove these judgments from your heart linda and he mm. really he's done that uh, but linda you are a stunt woman yes right. when the lord well, sends me work tell yeah. us about it what movies have you been in what's it like to be a stunt person <laughs> well it was it's actually hard work to get to be a stunt person in in britain you have to be on the british actors equity stunt register and to qualify you have to do all these things you have to have six sports which you've got at a high level um and you have to do 35 weeks acting and then once you're on the register then um, you rely on stunt coordinators to get work so you're on a self-employed basis so you're just relying on people for your work but no the minute i got on the register i was so blessed the lord has really gave me so much work it was fantastic and um i mean the two films that um you might know are uh, um, The Mummy Returns, which is the sequel to The Mummy with um, Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz. Right. And I did a lot of the double work, stunt double work for Rachel Weisz. Um, and then also the latest Samuel L. Jackson movie, it's um, it's called The 51st State. That I think that was his first movie where he's producing it, and I doubled the lead in that as well, a lady called Emily Mortimer. Mm -hmm. um, so they're the two big movies. I've obviously done a lot of... Um, TV, so right. um, 
I don't know whether right. anyone would know that. Sort well, of EastEnders and well, things like EastEnders. that. EastEnders. Now, apart from working with stars, which must be really amazing and just on its own, and, I mean, you're a star in your own capacity. I, I think, I think the, the the general public don't appreciate what a stunt person really does. No. Apart from, <laughs> you are acting. Actually, you are acting. You're an actor, yeah. uh, but it's not your face up front, and you don't get all the glory. But the actor gets your glory. Yes. How does it feel then? I mean, you're doubling for somebody, falling all over things, having motor car accidents yes. on behalf of somebody else so that they don't get injured. Yes. No. How it's do you feel about it? No, it's wonderful. I mean, I just, I think it's great because I, um, I don't, I've never really wanted that sort of, um, that Hollywood fame thing because those, those poor, I don't envy them in the slightest. They get so much, um, Stump people, we either we can just go in, you know, fall off a building or get knocked down by a car. Just like that. Oh, that's and right. then, uh, what did you do today? <laughs> what did you do today, honey? Well, I fell off a building. That's all right. Yeah, I mean, they're just <laughs> odd jobs. I mean, if you're on a movie, you're generally consigned to like six weeks. I've had to turn jobs down recently because, you know, my youth work takes priority, but I can still do the odd days, you know, um, sort of. Um, I did a day last week where I just had to go on set, mm-hmm. uh, be sort of in control of an out-of-control lawnmower and uh, fall into a grave. So <laughs> I'm sorry about nice. that, but it sounds quite funny. <laughs> yeah, that was quite nice. Did you, do you ever get injured? Have you been injured in these things? The, I think the most uh, terrifying stunt I did, I had to do a stair fall down a, um, down a fire escape. It was a metal staircase, and I had to fall down the first set of stairs, then do a left-hand turn in mid fall and fall down the rest and they were iron staircases and I only banged my head slightly um, and I had a bit of concussion but the Lord was so faithful he just healed me so <laughs> I'm not really worried Yeah, That's really that. intriguing yeah. Well I must say I've never met a, a stunt person before and it's really enthralling talking to you Linda, I need to just finish by saying this, it, it came to me as we were talking about your mm. doubling and stunt work uh, you know when when you were talking, I thought, you sound like an intercessor. You sound like stand, somebody standing in for somebody else. That yes. reminded me of Jesus. Yes. He is our intercessor. He is yes. our double. He doubled for us on the cross, but he went through with it yes. and actually died on our behalf mm. and then rose again from the dead, setting us free from sin and death. Mm. And he's doubled on our behalf. Isn't that exciting? Amen. Truly, truly praise Fantastic. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. What an incredible story of a life changed by the reality of Jesus, the reality of what Christ did for her, Linda Fonabel. And we wish her all the best for the future and uh, pray that God will open up great opportunities for her. Maybe it was a a little challenge to you, certainly a challenge to me, to uh, realize that Jesus is indeed the reality of God. He is, as the Bible calls it, the visible manifestation of the invisible God here on earth. Linda suffered much abuse as a child. Perhaps you've been suffering abuse in your life, maybe as an early adult, as Linda did. And she discovered in the incredible grace of God that God has the power not only to heal her and to take those pains and difficulties away, but to offer her hope in the future. And as a stunt person, Linda knows full well the implication of standing in for somebody else, indeed on a film set, taking the knocks on their behalf, and the fact that Jesus, when he died for her, 
took the knocks upon himself on her behalf. The Bible does say that the wages of sin is death. That means as a result of sin in our lives, and we're all guilty of sin, none of us is righteous before God, we're all guilty of those things that are not good and wrong in our lives. And because of that, the Bible says the wages of those things is death, eternal death. And yet Jesus took those consequences on your behalf and my behalf upon the cross when he died for us. And this is what Linda knows very well and has shared with us today. You know, we face all sorts of realities in our own lives, don't we? The reality of uh, perhaps abuse, just as Linda did. Perhaps the reality of despair and worry and disappointment for the future. Well, I believe that God has made a way for us to know the forgiveness of God indeed and to know the promise of a new life that only Jesus can offer. The reality is found in Jesus. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says this, God demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Jesus died for us. In other words, I'm not able to do anything good enough for God, and it's not my good works that will earn me God's credit of righteousness. It's the work of Christ upon the cross that substituted my bad works by his righteousness that I could be forgiven of my sins. And this is what God did when he demonstrated his love for us while I was yet a sinner. Christ died for me. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, we read, the Bible says that God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That is profound. Jesus was born of a virgin. He was supernaturally conceived, and therefore his Father is the Holy Spirit. Therefore Christ was born not into sin like you and me. He was born righteous, holy, sinless before God, not guilty of sin. The Bible says plainly that uh, all have sinned and come short of God's glory, except Jesus, because he was born into sin like you and I were. And so he grew up, he was righteous, he was holy, he was tempted, he had every opportunity to sin, but he did not sin. He was righteous before God. And yet, as we've just quoted, God chose to make Christ my sin, to put my sin upon him, so that in him I might become righteous before God. When Jesus went to the cross, he died for our sins, for your sin and for my sin and for Linda's sin. For a moment, just look at the cross, if you will. Perhaps close your eyes as you listen to this and and imagine the cross in front of you. No, I don't mean a nice ornate cross that perhaps you're wearing around your neck or a picture on the wall. I mean the real cross on which Jesus died, an old rugged cross and rusty spikes through his hands and his feet and, and violently executed. Just look at that for a minute. I don't think that that looks, well, dare I say, beautiful. And yet the cross is beautiful because it took the consequences of my sin. And everything that the cross looks like behind your closed eyes as you imagine the crucifixion is what Jesus did for you and for me. The one who was righteous, not guilty of sin, was put upon the cross so that you and I could be forgiven of our sins. That Jesus took our place upon the cross. He was our double on the cross. He was our substitute, like a stunt person doubling up for the actors on a, on a movie set. Jesus took our place on that cross. And though he was not guilty of sin, he died for sin. And here's the beautiful part of the cross. And because Jesus died for our sin, his righteousness can be given to us because he paid the consequences of sin. By receiving Christ into our lives, the Bible says that if we confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that he died and rose again, it's no good just doing one or the other. We have to do both, believe in him and confess him, call him Lord of our lives. If we do that, if we call on the name of the Lord, the Bible says we shall be saved. 
<laughs> saved from what? Saved from that horrible consequence of sin, which is death. And I mean eternal death, not just physical death, but a death after death. Now, here's the thing. John chapter 3, verse 16 says, God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yes, not everlasting death but everlasting life. Have you put your faith in Jesus? Perhaps just for a minute looking at that cross and seeing the substitute and the substitution that Jesus took on your behalf as he doubled up for you on the cross, though not guilty of sin? Looking at that for a minute and, and accepting it for your for yourself. Call upon the name of the Lord, the Bible says, and you shall be saved. He was abused for us so that we could be forgiven. Jesus took the consequences of sin so that we could be made righteous in the eyes of God, not by our good works, but by his work upon the cross. You see, that's grace. Grace is God's doing. And God did it when he sent Jesus to die on the cross for you and for me. And we're made righteous by our own faith in the death of Christ. Now, the thing about faith is this. Faith is confidence in another. Get on an aeroplane, fly across the oceans. You've got faith in that airline pilot. (laughs) Confidence in him to fly the plane safely. Well, I'm going to have confidence in Jesus as he hung on the cross as my substitute. He was put there on my behalf. Isaiah 53 verse 6 says this, All we like sheep have gone astray and have turned every one to his own ways. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Upon the cross, Jesus took our consequences, doubling up for us and dying in our place. That's the good news, the gospel. God loved the world so much. God loved you before you were even born, before you even heard the name of Jesus. Christ died for you. And that crucifixion, that death, made you righteous before God, if you choose today to accept that righteousness for yourself and put your faith in him. Not just accepting it, but confessing your sin, admitting to the wrong that you've done in your own life, admitting to the fact that you're born into sin like me and your consequences of that sin is death. Admit to that. Confess it, the Bible says. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and to uh, take our sin away from us. You see, justice has already been done. Justice was executed upon Christ when he died for us, when he substituted himself on our behalf upon that cross. Have you accepted that substitute of Jesus? Have you accepted his stunt double, as it were, on your behalf? Jesus took the knocks. Jesus took the fall for you and for me, though he was not guilty of sin. And this is how I know that Jesus was not guilty of sin. He did not stay dead. (laughs) Yes, he came alive again. And because he wasn't guilty of sin, death could not hold him down. You see, the consequences of sin is death, and Jesus died. But he did not stay dead. He rose again. Physically, he rose again. And by his resurrection, you and I uh, have a way to be forgiven of our sins and know the promise of our own resurrection one day to be with him in paradise, in glory, in heaven. Today, why don't you accept Jesus as Linda did? Perhaps you identify with some of the issues that uh, Linda identified or Linda had in her own life. Perhaps you've been abused as a child, physically, emotionally. Perhaps as an adult, you're, you're battling with some eating disorders as Linda had. Maybe you're battling with drugs or, or alcohol. Well, I encourage you today, tonight, as you're listening, to fix your eyes on Jesus, to turn your life over to him, to ask him to heal you and to know that he has taken that place upon the cross 
on your behalf. He's taken those drugs upon the cross. He took that abuse on the cross for you and for me. He doubled up for us so that we could be forgiven of our sins. Remember again, in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, we quoted earlier, just for you today, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You have been listening to The Reality. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the reality, however, is found in Christ. Today in The Reality, we've heard a story of a life changed for the good, for good, by the reality that is found in Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. For more information about this radio ministry, please visit dudleyanderson.net. Until next time then, remember that real reality is found only in Christ.